What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the first episode of the Courtside Financial Podcast. We're trying something new here today. Let me know what you guys think down in the description. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any videos. So the first topic today is Gap. What's going on with Gap? For those of you who don't know, Gap is a retail brand that also owns names like Banana Republic and Old Navy. Today, Gap stock hit a 52-week high after they announced plans to close down Banana Republic and Gap stores all over North America in the next five years. They said that by 2023, 80% of the revenue will come from uh, e-commerce and off-mall locations. Now, Gap has been making headlines all throughout the pandemic. Uh, the stock spiked in June when they announced that they would be having a partnership with Kanye West and his brand Yeezy. The shares rose 40% and cooled off to a cool 20% that day. The next month, Kanye talked about Gap and Adidas and how he doesn't have a seat on the board. He said that that needs to change or I walk away, which wasn't really good for Gap stock. It dropped about 6%. But anyway, straight to the point, I think the idea of e-commerce is really the best move for Gap to make. I personally don't like going to the mall to go shopping. There's a smaller selection and it's just an inconvenience. I think that the market echoes this sentiment and that's why Gap shares rose today. I mean, think about a company like TJ Maxx who's losing hundreds of millions of dollars and 98 of their uh, revenue comes from in-store sales. One has to think, why aren't these companies utilizing the internet to its fullest potential? That's just the way the world is moving. It's simply roll with the punches or get left behind. We see guys like Ty Lopez buying distressed retail brands like Pier One and Dress Barn um, in, uh, I think, around bankruptcy for pretty much pennies on the dollar to make them uh, e-commerce brands now. If a business doesn't have some type of internet presence, I don't think uh, they'll survive. So all in all, in my opinion, that's a good move on Gap's part. And I hope to see where things lead this company in the future. Uh, hopefully it makes the stock a lot more exciting. Who knows? But uh, best of luck to the company. Okay, now let's talk about Quibi. Founder Jeff Katzenberg and CEO Meg Whitman uh, went on CB CNBC today to talk about why they believe that uh, Quibi failed. And honestly, um, I have some thoughts on that, but I'm gonna really quickly run through what they said and, and summarize it and then give you guys my thoughts. They basically said that they had a really successful launch and then after that, they started to slow down. They tried everything, like changing the product and packaging model, uh, changing the app around, changing their marketing strategies, but nothing seemed to work. The company raised $1.75 billion before they even launched. They predicted that in their first year, they would have 7 million subscribers. Well, they actually had pretty close to half a million subscribers. So it wasn't really the most successful business story here. Now, honestly, I think I saw an ad for like a show on Quibi when the um, pandemic first started and I it was it looked enticing. It looked interesting to me. I wanted to watch it. So I pulled out my Roku remote, I turned on my TV, and I searched on Roku for Quibi. I couldn't find it anywhere, and I'm like, why is this not on here? So eventually, I did a Google search. And it turns out that their app is made for people who want to consume content on the go. So if I wanted to watch it on my TV, I couldn't. I would have to watch it on my iPhone. From the moment I knew that, I felt like Quibi was a bad idea. If I want to watch a movie, I want to watch the movie on my TV. If I want to watch a show, I want to watch the show on my TV, not my phone. 
the streaming market is already hyper competitive. You know, there's names like Hulu, there's names like Disney Plus, there's names like Netflix. Um, when you think about that, you have to understand that if you're coming out with a streaming service, why on earth would you limit your customers' um, choices? Now the customer has to watch on the phone. They don't have the option. You think about a platform like Netflix. I can watch Netflix on my phone if I want to. I can watch Netflix on my TV if I want to. I can watch Netflix on my laptop if I want to. I'm not limited. So now there's this new kid on the block and he says, nope, we're not doing this. We're not doing that. This is how you get it and this is what our platform's about. Well, it didn't succeed. Boy, Netflix has a super sticky product. I don't even watch Netflix, but I still uh, get a notification from Mint saying that you've just been charged for Netflix every month and I never bother to cancel it because maybe every now and then I wanna watch something on Netflix if I have the time to, or maybe somebody comes over and maybe we wanna watch a movie. So I like having that option. And even though I'm not using Netflix, I'm still paying for it. Now, obviously, with Quibi being set up the way that it was set up, it, it's not going to be as sticky as Netflix. If, if someone comes over, we're not going to uh, pull out my phone and watch a movie or watch some TV. That's just not a good idea to me. So Quibi, I think you got too much funding without proof of concept. Um, investors lost money, but it wasn't a complete loss. They still got some of their money back. Last topic of the day, GM stock climbed an additional 4.6% today, and it is up 14.36% this week. So let's talk about that. What's going on with GM? So this week, the stock has climbed on a flurry of good news. Uh, one of the most substantial pieces here is that they announced the return of the Hummer. Yes, the Hummer is coming back, and this time it's electric. According to CNBC, GM is the only automaker from Detroit whose shares are up for the year. And knowing that I live in Michigan, that's pretty interesting. Anyhow, like I said, there was a flurry of good news this week. Um, earlier in the week, the automaker announced that they would be receiving $2 billion in U.S. investments uh, to support electric vehicles. And then on Tuesday is when they announced that the Hummer will be returning as an electric vehicle. This Hummer is coming in at a price point of about $113,000 and they say that um, pre-orders or reservations have already been sold out. It definitely sounds like a cool concept. I definitely loved the Hummer back in the day. I would never buy one though because obviously it's a gas guzzler and it's a, it was always a little too big and a little too over the top, you know? And I could never afford it. Well, one of these problems is gonna be solved because the Hummer is an EV now. Who would ever think that a vehicle like that could ever be considered sustainable one day? Apparently it'll get range up to 350 miles and I think I've gotta see that to believe that. They say that it also will be able to uh, charge 100 miles in 10 minutes. So that's going to be about 35 minutes for a full charge if it gets 350 miles, right? That thing's got to use a much stronger battery than a Tesla. So once again, I've got to see that to believe that. But pretty interesting, this car can pretty much go anywhere off-road. Now production for the 2022 model is planned to start in late 2021. So... 
we'll see how this happens. Um, I want to see the specs in action and I want to see people uh, really put this thing to the test. To me, it's a sweet car and a step in the right direction for GM. I don't think they'll have a tough time selling it either because there's lots of Hummer fans out there who are just dying to relive the days. But this is pretty micro to me when I think about the EV market as a whole. Take a Tesla for example. Tesla's got the technology, Tesla's got the proof of concept, and their brand is completely electric. So they don't have to cannibalize their existing customer base. This Hummer EV to me is going to be very niche. Everyone's not gonna pay over six figures for a vehicle. GM's gotta figure out how to get in the game and be competitive enough to not lose uh, their existing customers that like internal combustion engines. But overall, electric vehicles are the future and I think this Hummer is cool. So that was it for this first episode. Guys, make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Leave me a comment down below. I really want to know what you think about this. And also, uh, make sure you join the Discord if you want. That'll be linked in the description below. Catch you guys in the next one.